Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the world famous Jiggy Jaguar radio program. Raw and uncut. Jiggy Jag. You know how you do it. You know what I'm saying? Broadcasting live from Hutchinson, Kansas. Well, I'm sitting here with a linguist. I had a linguist. no idea. <laughs> I love I didn't that. know you were an but I didn't know that you were a wordsmith. <laughs> Call Jiggy right now. 267-22-Jiggy. Teddy Bunny. Hey, Jiggy, what's happening, man? You want to be that uh, David Bowie song. Jiggy play guitar. It's a great name, man. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Presenting. I'm, I'm Mike Massey, and, uh, you know, you can catch me on Jiggy Jag TV and uh, see a few of my tricks up there. Thank you very much. Jiggy Jaguar. I never knew what freedom was until I saw you lose yours. Wow, oh wow, it is a topsy-turvy, world-famous Cheeky Jaguar radio broadcast today, live on iHeartRadio and also 50-plus AM FM stations across the country and around the world. We are going to go to our first guest of our broadcast day here, and uh, apparently her number does not work, so we are going to try to call her again. Apparently this number is invalid, according to the... uh, Good folks over at the Skipscape, the Skyparuni. So we are going to attempt. What in the world is going on here? Okay, let's try this. That makes for great radio. Okay, we are going to see if we can get our guest in here with us i don't know if this is going to work or not because technology has been against us today so we're going to see if our guest will join us radia can you hear us my friend no if you want to contact me either leave a message or email me if you know me you'll know my email have a great day Radia, it is James Lowe calling you for your radio interview. Uh, got your voicemail here. So I'm not sure what else to do. I've given you a Skype link as well. And uh, hopefully we hear back from you, my friend. We've been dealing with all sorts of technological issues today. So I'm not shocked that I got your voicemail. Have yourself a wonderful day, my friend. Maybe she ran off to join a cult. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I should say these things. I should not say these things. She did not run off to join a cult. <laughs> she did not run off to join a cult. Good afternoon. He would never join a cult. IQ Alvarez is with us. How are you, sir? 
I'm very well now that we are in connection. So uh, I, I tried to get our our guest uh, for our first segment here, and I wasn't able to uh, to find her. And she has a book about cults. So about, about <laughs> cults? No, about about cults. So I was, I was, I was joking with everybody that maybe she ran off to join a cult, but, uh, (laughs) Daniel Perkins is with us. I think I believe Dan is with us. Dan, can you, can you hear us? Maybe it says he's there. Let's try it. Let's try it. It showed as if he is in, it showed that he was there and then he wasn't. So there he is. Dan, can you hear us? Finally. Yes, yes, sir. Look at that. Okay, well, um, as I was joking with IQ, our first guest that we were going to have on today before we got into our discussion here was a book about yes. was a book about cults, and I got her voicemail, and so I was joking. Oh, maybe she ran off to join a cult, but uh, <laughs> it's just you know you, not- you, you never know. She's not going to join us for the first half hour. Well, apparently she is because she's just because he's calling my cell phone right now. So oh. <laughs> let me get her. Let me get her in here. I've got to. I've, I've got to get her here, and uh, we will get this figured out. Our um, our our second part of the show when we have our uh, discussion with uh, Dan and IQ and Josh, that will be fun because. Uh, Oh boy, I've I've been reading uh, as as they say I've been reading the newspapers, so I got a bunch of things I want to run past Dan and IQ and Josh, and um, I believe Radia is with us. Radia, can you hear us, my friend? Uh, yeah, I can. Perfect, perfect. I was uh. So uh, did we catch you at a bad time? I'm sorry? Did we catch you at a bad time? Because we were supposed to have you on the radio show to interview about your book right now. Yeah, um, okay. Uh, what, What part of the country are you in? I am in the state of Kansas, of all places. Central time. What? Okay. Yes. All right. Yes. Well, <laughs> all right, let's do this. <laughs> I, have you on thir- I have you on Thursday, uh, James. Well, okay. I had you down for today. So why don't we just do this? You seem like you're in an airport or somewhere like that. So why don't we just go ahead and keep it for Thursday? I'm at work. Let's just okay. keep it for Thursday, and I'll, I'll just call you Thursday. We'll just do it then. Okay. Okay. Right. okay. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. I don't know. It, I, I, I had two guests in my last hour. We were having a really good conversation, and then the calls dropped. And then I never got them back. <laughs> so today, technology has been against us. And I always like to quote Robert Wool from the HBO show Arliss. When everything falls apart in Arliss's office and he goes, why can't we just go back to the typewriter? That's what I feel like today. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> um, we've got Dan Perkins. We've got IQL Rizzoli. We'll have Josh Bernstein at the, uh, the middle of the hour. But um, I guess since we've got some free time here, I guess we'll have yep. Dan and IQ kick it around for a little bit. So, Dan, what is the most 
pressing issue that we need to be discussing today? That's a really good question. There's there's just too much to look at. I mean, we've got the the first message on the new virus from Africa was it was much milder and we haven't even got it in New York City and they've already shut down New York City. Uh, mass <laughs> mandatory. Uh, it, it, it just, it's just crazy. Um, I think that um, I think that there's a story that is going to be um, get bigger. Um, in fact, I'm, it's not because I'm writing about it, Jim. I just I think it's going to be a bigger story. We, we've seen the collapse of the equity market last Friday. We saw uh, a $10 drop in the price of crude oil, and we saw a um, $100 drop in the price of gold, and um, including the aftermarket, the Dow was off 1,100 points. We got a reflex rally yesterday, and pretty much gave it all back today. Um, and the pundits are saying this is because we don't know what the extent is of to how this new strain is going to impact us. Now, we had, after the market closed today, the CEO of Moderna say they have concerns about how effective the current Moderna vaccine will react uh, with the new strain. So we, I would expect with that statement, the aftermarket hours trading is still going to be pretty volatile. And I would guess that tomorrow we're going to see a continuation of the fall. What's, what's important here, Jim, is to look at it from uh, the original COVID uh, infestation. We had a quick sell-off in the equity markets between February and uh, early March, and then the market rallied and just went bonkers. Yeah. But it appears that that run may be over. I'm not guaranteeing it because the reaction on the global markets to a, a virus that is being now compared to be about as, uh, as dangerous as the flu. <laughs> and um, however, uh, Moderna saying they, they're not sure how much their vaccine is gonna do for anybody. Um, and we haven't heard anything from uh, Pfizer or Johnson & Johnson. So people are nervous, and we have inflation, we have all these other things going on, uh, that the reaction is possibly in the mar equity markets on a global basis gonna get ugly, real ugly. And we may not see this snapback recovery like we saw when, the, when we first had nothing. Now. You keep in mind, Jim, that when the market sold off in January, February, and early March last year, 
who had no vaccine are just starting the, are basically getting the vaccine started, but we didn't really have anything to give anybody. Supposedly, we now have these vaccines that are coming under question, even as, as late as uh, last weekend, we were told by the CDC that the current vaccines do not protect you from getting the virus or spreading the virus. And if you get the virus, uh, you probably, operative word probably, will have a more mild case of the, of the virus. So what's going on is we've got hundreds of millions of people who've gotten the Johnson & Johnson, the Moderna, and the Pfizer vaccine. What if they ain't good enough for the new variant? Are we going to start all over again? So the president is really, he's almost in the same position as where Donald Trump was 12 months ago. Yeah. Well, and one of the things that I think happened with the very first time that we did this COVID thing, I honestly think that, that, the, that the, uh, the Democrats and the elites and everybody that hated Trump, they used it as a way to, well, let's ride this guy out of office. And I'm like, you know, <laughs> they may just do it again with Biden. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. That was that was the whole operation here was to use the to weaponize the the vax the virus yeah. and the vaccines. I mean, it was Kamala Harris and Joe Biden said, if Trump's involved with it, I won't take the shot. Yeah. And so now he's really pounding very hard. Everybody get the shot. But what's happening is that people are saying, wait a minute. You just told us <laughs> that if I get the shot, I can still get the virus and I can still give it to other people, even if they're vaccinated. And if I get it, it's possible that it won't be as bad. Now, we look at the, um, the number of cases of people who have had the vaccine that are getting sick is going up every day. So has the vaccine run its course? And what is the difference between the people who have natural immunity because they got the virus and were healed for, and those people who got the vaccine and have had to get a booster, what does their immune system look like one against the other? Nobody's talked about that test yet, but I think we should be asking about it. We had Fauci over the weekend, again, as I heard on the radio today, um, positioning himself as the leader of the free world and God at the same time. Um, uh, so he's, I was listening, I'm, I'm listening to an audio book and um we're talking about Fauci, and he, and he starts off in the beginning of the book of all the things that Fauci, by date, has spoken out and was wrong in what he said. Um, so I, I think that there's a lot of people um, concerned, and uh, I don't know what's—I'm curious about our good friend in London, 
uh, where I've been, I've heard that the new variant is in London. What's going on in London, IQ? They haven't mandated anything special at the moment. But really, people are being very careful themselves. You know, you don't have to be a genius. I don't need a piece of garbage like Fauci to tell me what to do. <laughs> Literally, I don't need it. It's an intelligent behavior. If in a crowd, you are in a crowded place, it's best to put a mask, not only to protect yourself, protect others also. Yeah. Right. But what, what is concerning is, what you said already, people who already had three jabs are dying. Yes. They are dying. The word is dying. So all this bull crap about how efficient it is, how it isn't as efficient as everybody was saying. And Fauci should be shut permanently. He caused more trouble, literally, than anybody else in, in the world. He lied, and he is a pathological liar. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, I, no. I, I wouldn't disagree with you. Um, you know, somebody once said that absolute power corrupts. And, and, and corrupts absolutely, by the way. And, and there is no... Who's the higher authority over Fauci? I am. You are. Okay. We are. Well, who is he? He's only a piece of garbage who pretends that he is superior to us. But he proved himself to be reckless and wrong all the time. He was playing football with us. To mask and not to mask. The world is going to come to an end. No, the world is coming to an end because of we, are, we are being given these vaccines. I had side effects from the vaccine. Everybody had side effects. Okay, some of them are serious. Many of them may be mild. But I had items that it never happened before in my life. I never had a cold in my life. I never had a shot for a cold in my life. Now I have a cold. When it should, I shouldn't be having that, but I am having it. I'm losing weight. My appetite went, I lost 5% of my weight. Yeah, I don't I enjoy food. Sorry? I want to know what that diet is. Is it just, it's just no, the honestly, vaccine? I mean, I, I go to a restaurant, I never finish the food. Okay, I take it away. But nonetheless, I'm not eating a full meal any day. Is that because you're not hungry or you're just... No, no, I'm just, I'm not enjoying food. Literally, I'm not enjoying the taste of food. You don't taste it. Okay. Yeah. That's one of the signs of that you have it is is the loss of taste and smell. Correct. But I had yeah. a test yesterday, an instant one. It takes you half an hour to look at it. It's negative. I'm not. I don't have anything. Yeah. So I I I, I don't know. I'm a numbers guy, and I, the number I would give you that what I'm hearing that in 2020, there were 375,000 Americans who died of the of vaccine. But in 2021, for, under Biden, over 420,000 people have died. Well, maybe 40,000 under New York, Cuomo. Yeah, but that was that was that was 2020, 2019, or, or oh, 2020, okay. 2020. But my point is, is that he his campaign promise 
was that he was going to defeat this virus. And he's still trying to defeat it, and he's had more people die on his watch than Donald Trump. You know, and, and I wonder, I know this is, doesn't sound directly like it has anything to do with what we're talking about, but let me try and, let me try and make a connection. The mainstream media is now telling us <clears throat> that Joe Biden is seriously thinking about keeping all the illegals in Mexico, stay in the Trump policy. And, um, and I'm sure there are a lot of people in the, in the Biden camp who are trying to say to him, if you do that, you're dead. You're absolutely dead because you're agreeing that one of the things we need to do because of this illegal immigration is something that Donald Trump said we needed to do and did and, and dramatically reduced illegal immigration. Um, I, I don't know whether he's going to do it, but there is more and more talk that he may do that. And then on top of that, <clears throat> we got all this infrastructure laying around to build more wall. So I think that if he, if he accepts the idea of that you have to stay in Mexico in order to get your entrance visas, uh, as we did that before, we saw a tremendous decline in the number of illegals trying to get into the country. And by freeing up 18,000 border patrol agents, by not having to, to deal with <clears throat> trying to capture and process hundreds of thousands of people by having to stay in Mexico, uh, then the Border Patrol can begin to look for people who are trying to come across the border itself in an illegal manner. So they have more resources to, to, to deal with that. And, and I don't think they're going to wind up being able to be staying here because if they have to go back to, you got to go back to Mexico and get in line, um, <clears throat> that's going to have a, a, a very adverse effect on the supporters of Joe Biden, but it basically is showing the fact that he chose as president to ignore what was going on at the border. He has to pay a price. He is a traitor. I don't care how you're going to slice it, you Americans. That's your bloody problem. Yeah, but the president, United of, one the, of us. the president of the United States of America is supposed to take care of the American people and protect them. Protection of the Constitution. He, by the way, whatever he will do, he is toast. If he doesn't stop the illegal immigrants, the American people are going to revolt anyway. If he stops it, his left, leftist bullcrap people will go against him. It's better for him that his leftists go against him than the American people. That's sure. my advice to him. Okay, so let me, let me you know, I want to ask IQ a question, Jim. Yeah, go ahead. So IQ, what's the one thing that 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 Joe Biden could do that could turn around his fortunes? If you're talking about the border or talking general, in general, is it what is there one thing that Joe Biden could do that will help his approval ratings significantly? I swear to you, it's a difficult question. If you, I only ask difficult questions. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. I understand. But I mean, you, because you have you have 
everything going wrong with him. Everything he touched, he turned into shit. Everything. Pretty much. So, sorry, crap. <laughs> You're good. That too. Yeah. <laughs> that too. That's yeah, awesome. I, if you ask me about the border, I have a solution which was, should have been used years ago, even by Trump. A border is, I'm, not, I'm not talking about Donald Trump. I'm, I'm asking yeah, you. Yeah, I know, there, I know. I know. Is there one thing, thing that you can think of? The border, for would... example which is illegal immigration, I have a solution. And I, don't, I always had a solution for that one. If you're talking about the economy, again, what can you do? I mean, the guy is useless. People can see, I mean, when you speak about the mainstream media, as if they are relevant. They're not relevant. They are not relevant. American people, let's say the majority of them realize that they are liars. You have the 32% to 38% who are brain-dead Americans who still believe CNN, MSNBC. But the majority, which is 62%, let's say, realize that what they are dealing with are criminals, pathological liars, 100%. Yeah. They never tell the truth. So can you answer the question, do you think? Your own question. Uh, yes, I, I think I can answer my question. Please go ahead. Um, and, and I don't know that he would ever do this, but this is, if I were his advisor, I would sit down in the Oval Office with the President and I said, listen, Mr. President, you're in deep doo-doo. A lot of the stuff that you put in place and trying to do was ill-conceived, Ill and you didn't have the uh, personnel or the ability to execute what it was you wanted to do. Yes. So what you have to do is you get on the get on the television Wednesday night at nine a nine p.m. and say, "I'm sorry, I screwed up. I'm going to try and do better, and I want your support." Yes, the only way he will do better is to do and implement everything that Donald Trump used to do. That's that's not the issue. I said, how does he turn it around? <laughs> okay, he so says, he goes on. Okay, I accept it. He goes on television, he apologizes, and he says he will do better. How will he do better, for God's sake? Well, so itemize item by item. Yeah, but re remember that the mainstream media is not going to ask him that question. Oh God. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but we are asking the question, how is he going to do it? It's fantastic. Well, he's going, to, he's going to have to, in my opinion, he's got people who are ill-equipped in both experience and intellectually for the senior jobs that they have. He needs to clean house. <laughs> Starting with the vice president, of course. Oh, we're, oh, we're going to get into yeah, yeah, that. I know, I know. We're going to get into that with Bernstein. <laughs> so, so I, I think if he if he got rid of a bunch of the uh, the like the Secretary of Energy who doesn't know how many million barrels we have in the Strategic Reserve and laughs about it, she's toast. She's gone. Buttigieg, the longest highway he saw was the one in front of his house. He doesn't understand or have any experience <laughs> in administering a global transportation network, both land, sea, and air. It doesn't. You can't do that from Notre Dame, Indiana. You just can't do that. 
And so he's got he's got people in positions who are ill-equipped to do to make the decisions to get this country going the right direction. And he needs he needs, in my opinion, he needs. Hey everybody, hang on one second. Yeah, no, no, go, 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 go ahead, yeah. Dan. Finish your point there. Yeah, he needs he needs to fire a bunch of people. Go he said, we will we find replacements with intelligence. That's the question. There isn't a single person in the Democrat Party with intelligence to replace these people. Can you name anybody? I can't name anybody. Well, I would I would I would say that what he would be doing if he's going to do this, he's going to look to cabinet officers if they're still alive from Biden uh, from uh, from um, Obama and Bill Clinton's cabinets. Same garbage people. The same garbage people. <laughs> same, you know, same, same old no, 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 same. No, no, no. The garbage we got in there now is the much worse garbage than we had with Obama. Right. Well, one, one, of, have, one of the things you know, that experience. one of the things that I, mean, I always find state, strange. The State Department, who was responsible for the exit out of Afghanistan, didn't have anybody smart enough to figure out. Wait a minute. There's $85 billion worth of arms we're just going to walk over. <laughs> That's an idiot. That is an absolute idiot who has no experience and can't think longer term. That person or persons need to go, and you need to basically get rid of a bunch of people and say, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna do better. We're going to get rid of some people. We're going to try and get the best brains we can with experience to come in and and Well... We are uh, we're going to do our uh, our panel discussion here. We've got uh, Dan Perkins, best-selling author, uh, IQ Al Rizzoli, our world traveler, and uh, the man who Newsweek loves to write columns about, Josh Bernstein. Uh, <laughs> and he's got his T-shirt on. I just said that that was Fauci. I just said that. Well, one one of the things we discussed in the in the first part of this show, and Dan kind of brought it up there. Um, I have been seeing reports that the elites and the donors that uh, basically fund both parties but uh, typically the ones that fund the the Democrat party they uh, they don't have a lot of confidence in Kamala Harris and there's a rumor which is just amazing if this happens there's a rumor that because they don't have any confidence in Kamala if Biden decides not to run, they're going to have Pete Buttigieg run as their guy <laughs> and somehow get Kamala out of the way. Um, this would be a disaster for the Democrats, and you could pretty much run any Republican, living, dead, or whatever, against Pete, and they would win <laughs> yeah now i, I disagree I with that i disagree I, with that statement 100 percent. really um, i think yeah i do i think that um you know pickle pete the sodomite from south bend <laughs> would likely pick michael obama to run with him and i think it would be a formidable ticket i think president oh, wow. trump could absolutely beat them and i think oh, ron yeah. DeSantis could beat them but to say that just about anybody? No, I don't think that at all. Damn. What, what, what do you think I, about I, that? I was asked that same question this morning on another show. And I think I, I just blew the mind of the, the host because he was a conservative. I said, you, you got to understand something. Right now, 
there are three segments in the election process in the United States today. Democrats, Republicans, and the largest block is independents. I don't believe that there, that between the Democrats, the Republicans, and the independents, there are enough people who feel so strongly about homosexuality that they would vote against Pete. I don't think so. Hmm. And so if, if he's not going to get defeated because of his homosexuality, uh, then he's going to have to be defeated based on what his plan is. I don't think that we. I don't think the country wants to go into the 2024 election and make it about homosexuality. I don't think that they, the Republicans want that, and maybe the Democrats do want it, but it's a distraction of what the real issues and the problems are in our society. Now, I. I understand the the problem that you're articulating, Jim, is that the Democrats have no bench. Well, yeah, and they may they may not have a bench for a long time. So this midterm election and the and the general election in 2024 could dramatically, and I mean dramatically, destroy the political power of the Democratic Party in this country as Americans react to what. Uncle Joe has done to their country. So IQ, what, what, what do you think about all this? I agree with the, about the independence. There's no question about it. They are the most important third party, literally. They are very important. And I agree also that being homosexual would not be, what do you call it, uh, an impediment for somebody to become president when they have a garbage like Biden and a vice president like Kamala Harris, you can put a transvestite also as president. It's not a problem. There are some people, Jim, some people, not me, but there are some people that I've heard that have said, we've already had the first black president and we already had the first gay president. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it took exactly. a while for Josh to get it, but he got hey, it. Hey, you know what? I mean, I could see the left as radical and extreme as they are running that trans testicle thing that works for uh, Health and Human Services Secretary. What, what's that thing called? Oh, Levine? yeah. I could see them. Well, I could see I, that. Admiral Levine. Admiral Levine. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I have other nicknames for uh, her too. Uh, but another another thing that I want to get into is, uh, and this this is just so strange, but uh, apparently they're they're doing this trial for the for the, uh, the the Epstein pilot now has said that Trump flew on the Lolita Express, and I'm like, yeah, Trump flew on there, and so did every other rich guy. <laughs> it's like, why are we singling out Trump here? <laughs> well, I know why we're singling out Trump, but I have heard that he flew on a separate plane. And that Epstein was not present on the plane, nor was Ghislaine Maxwell. Um, he's the only one that I know of that actually not only threw Epstein out of his club, let's not forget that, yeah. but also contacted the authorities and said, hey, you ought to look into this guy. 
And while everybody else just brushed it under the rug and, you know, allowed him to continue to do the horrific things that he did to those poor children and those girls. So um, Ghislaine obviously uh, has a lot of contacts. She's got a lot of stories that she can tell. I think it's interesting that they're not telecasting this. They're not putting this on TV. Oh, yeah. It's not on court TV. It's nowhere to be found in the public square. There was even a, uh, a phone number that you could call with an access code. And since uh, that was put out, the access code has been destroyed as well. So wow. they're doing this completely under wraps. Jim Comey's daughter, uh, I can't imagine, is going to try to convict anyone going, you know, based on who her father is. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, you know, you have um, many of these other folks in New York that are absolute Trump haters, that are absolute deep staters. So I don't see how they're going to convict her. Maybe they will. Maybe I'm wrong. But I don't know. I mean, she could be the fall person, too. But uh, we'll see what happens. I think this could be a, a very light sentence, if you know what I mean. Well, last last night on The Five, Gerardo was talking about... Um, um, that she has been held in jail for, I think, 15 or 18 months yeah. with no opportunity to bail. Yeah. To get bail. And yet, the guy who killed all those people in, in uh, uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin, by ramming into the parade, uh, was potentially going to get a $1,000 bail to get out. Yeah. That was revoked. But... Um, uh, now it's five million, I think. Yeah. So, so she, she's, she has had her, in my opinion, regardless of whatever she did, her constitutional rights were taken away from her. Yeah. And and either you have the law, and the law says you can post bail. It's up to the judge to determine what the bail amount is. And she apparently had the resources to take any kind of a bail that he wanted to. Um, but the prosecutors have said, no. And is that our criminal justice system? You have no criminal justice system. You have a blind justice system, completely blind. That's why she has the, the thing around her eyes. She's blind to justice, only in America, by the way. You know, I prefer Saddam Hussein. At least I know where I'm standing with him. <laughs> well, there is two tier justice system. No, no, no doubt about it. We're seeing that everywhere. I mean, look what they just did to Kyle Rittenhouse. They just threw him out of campus. They're continuing. They can't stop. He's not even on campus. He's online. Yeah. And they couldn't handle it. Yeah. It's not they couldn't handle it. They're fascists. What do you do with handling it? They're fascists. They are. It's, 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 start fighting back, and not well, I think that, you know, rallies uh, either. If, if you look at the audience, the daytime CNN audience is now approaching six hundred thousand during the day, and but that's too the, many. It is too many. I agree. But, too many. But if they get hit with another lawsuit from Rittenhouse, and and I think they've got, he's got a great ch chance to, to win. Uh, I, the thing that I would love to see is, I'm not a constitutional lawyer, but I know that Joe Biden was not president 
not vice president when he made his remarks about the guiltiness of of Rittenhouse, uh, and he uh, attacked his reputation. Uh, you you can sue the president. He may not be able to sue the president while the president is sitting president, but he can sue him. He can he can arrange to make it so that if he leaves when he leaves office, he can sue him. But I'd love to see a suit filed against Joe Biden for his for his rhetoric, uh, anti-rhetoric against uh, the guilt or innocent. And I, you know, it, it, if if you study the Constitution, you're entitled to a fair and impartial trial by a, a group of your peers. Sure. And 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 the 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 media, whether it's newspapers or television or radio doesn't have the right or the responsibility to convict you before the evidence is presented. And when the evidence was presented, I mean, this is this is one of the things that I've I've seen. I don't know whether you've you've seen this. They're now the, the left is moving away from the person who committed the crime to what they used to commit the crime. Exactly. It was a car that went into this parade, this Christmas parade. Right, they're or calling it a crash. A, huh? They're calling it a, quote, crash. Right. Not and, intentional and vehicular a, homicide. The guy who in New York City who took a stone, and big stone, and threw it at a Jewish woman to try and kill her, it was the stone that was at fault, not the guy who picked it up and threw it at somebody. But that's where we are. We're, 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 we're moving away from holding people accountable for their actions as opposed to the idea that inanimate objects are now the source of guilt. But the bottom line is, again, presumption of innocence until found guilty. You don't have that anymore. You have the lynch move. That's all we you have. We uh, have convicting mob. people in the court of public opinion. But public opinion is always garbage. By the way, Kylie, I always, in all my Twitters, I'm encouraging him to go after every one of them. He will, he will, it's not to make millions for himself. It's to teach them a lesson. And the only lesson they understand is financial. Exactly. When you can have 50 million, 25 million dollars yep. of penalties, yep. that's a lot of money. I want to see CNN change its name to the Kyle Rittenhouse Network. Okay. <laughs> That's what I want to see. Well, if he takes, if he goes against them and sues them, he can take them over. Exactly. As a, as a but settlement. he should go after individuals also. He really should go also every individual who go after every single broadcaster Absolutely. slash activist Absolutely. acting as Absolutely. a broadcaster on these networks for the for the comments that they made. Yes. Every single time someone called him a white supremacist. Right. They should be yes, sued. Of every character. single one of yeah. them. By the way, I mean, as Dan was saying, we're not constitutional uh, lawyers or something, but for, even from my, where I am, he was exonerated of all. Also, he has everything to stand, and they have nothing to stand. He should he also sue Arizona State University and bankrupt yeah. that college. He, he could go after them. Of course he should go after them. Good God, yes. Everything. I would just, like I said, just I would hire, uh, if he could afford it, I would hire a team of 150 to 200 lawyers and just collect. Tell, tell them their only job is to collect every single piece 
of information, every article, every statement, every quote, every press release, you name it, gather it all together and base your lawsuits on all of that. Take that information and figure out, go through it, weed through it and find out which ones would qualify for libel and defamations and which ones would not. Separate the ones that won't, take the ones that will, put all that in there and sue everyone. And you can take 30% of the proceeds. Even if I give them 50%, I'll do it. Because it's not the money. Right. Not the money for, for myself. You can even say I'll donate most of it to charity. Absolutely. Whatever. Absolutely. Yeah. It shouldn't necessarily be about the money. It should be exactly as you said, IQ, teaching them a lesson. Absolutely. Teaching them to actually get back to doing journalistic integrity and having real journalists and things like that reporting the news in an unbiased fashion but they won't do that because they're prostitute whores yeah you know, I've, I've often wondered uh josh as to uh whether or not school what are the schools of journalism teaching today <laughs> you have a school of journalism? exactly i didn't know you had a school of journalism sorry what, yes, what are they they do they do that's, They're that's, activists. That's what they are. They they graduate. They get that degree. That degree is basically an activist degree. You know. Okay. Now that you have graduated from our indoctrination center, masquerading as a college program, you can now take this degree and go work for one of these prostitutes at NBC or ABC or CBS or Fox or CNN or MSLSD or whatever. Go get yourself a job. And toe the line of the Democratic Party and the globalists. There you go. There's your career. And that's what they do. And how they sleep at night, lying to the American people, lying to the public, uh, skirting the issues, leaving out certain details, is beyond me. I don't understand how they can do it. Well, you should, with all your respect, because they have no conscience. They have no conscience. Exactly. When you are so indoctrinated, you have no conscience. They can sleep. You can't sleep. Dan yeah. cannot sleep. James yeah. cannot sleep. I can't sleep. They will sleep better than all of us put together. It's amazing. They have no conscience. Look, look what they just did to Twitter. Yeah. You know, the Antifa member, Jack Dorsey, steps down and he gives it to this uh, Indian communist. And this Indian communist has now said that you cannot share, not that I'm on Twitter anymore, it's been three plus years, <laughs> but for others, you can't share pictures, memes, videos, anything without, quote unquote, an individual's consent. Well, we already know that that is impossible to get an individual's consent to share something that they're in or about. No one's going to give that consent. So what have they done? They've basically turned it into a communist platform where only Black Lives Matter, Antifa, ISIS, Hamas, Hezbollah, Boko Haram, the Muslim Brotherhood, uh, and any minority can basically have carte blanche to share and do whatever they want. Yes. But God forbid you're a white male or a white female or pro-life or pro-gun or pro-capitalism you know, capitalism or you know, anti-mandates, anti-masks. Uh, you know, you're not going to have a place to send any of that information out anymore. They need to repeal Section 230 immediately. Right. Immediately. That's, I'm telling you, that's what the Republicans Trump, should be running Trump on have right done now. It. I don't understand why Trump didn't do it. I don't why know. He, he could have probably done it by executive order, I think. Exactly. But, I mean, why they would have obviously it? rescinded it, just like they did 
to the big pharma bill where they yeah. raised uh, insulin and, uh, you know, they got rid of the price controls. Um, you know, I'll give you an example. Thankfully, thank God, knock on wood, at 46 years old, I don't have to take any type of daily prescription drugs or, or, or medications. But a good buddy of mine uh, came down with COVID. He ended up taking ivermectin. He got rid of the COVID, but then he it turned into pneumonia. And he's on an oxygen wow. tank right now, and, and he's starting to do a little bit better. But he's a young guy. He's only about 32 years old. And I went to pick up his medicine for him to help him out. And I picked up uh, budesidine, I think it's called, or budesidine. It's some type of stimulant inhaler for people to help them breathe when they have pneumonia. The lady goes, $637, please. Jesus. Said, Excuse me? She goes, yeah, that's how much it costs. I said, well, wait a minute. Now we have a problem. I was told by his doctor it was going to cost $60. She goes, well, that's what it costs. So then another lady comes over and she goes, oh, have you ever heard of goodrx.com? I said, no, I haven't. She goes, go to the website, put in his information. They send you a code. And then you hit recalculate. <laughs> you just go give them the it code. It went down to $36. Jesus. But Dan, the moral what? of the story is yeah. that these big pharma people have the audacity to even try to charge that much for prescription drugs. I mean, they're doing this on life-saving insulin, life-saving medications and things like that. And look, I'm, I'm a capitalist. I believe in free markets. I believe in profits and all that good stuff. But no one should be denied the ability at, to get and receive life-saving drugs uh, because the pharma, pharmaceutical industry wants to make billions of dollars and hopes they die. Okay? Come to England. Now, see, Dan, you work with a lot of these folks in the, in the pharmaceutical industry. You've you know, known various people in, in, in this. What, what do you think about all this? Well, I... Um... I, under full disclosure, I have, uh, for my, myself and my clients, quite a number of pharmaceutical positions that I think are appropriate for us to have, uh, whether it's an exchange-traded fund or individual securities. Um, I, I look at uh, our ability, if you, if you just take, for example, how quickly we were able to develop the RMNA vaccine. Whether you like it or not, Donald Trump set things in motion that allowed us to develop something to deal with the COVID, COVID virus uh, in, in relatively short order. Um, I also understand that the government put up a, a, a bunch of money for that research and development, and that's, and that's a, a reality. I do think that, that the idea uh, I don't know whether you watch much television, but we watch. Uh, we don't watch network television much anymore. We're watching uh, Netflix or Amazon or Prime or whatever, and you see more and more commercials for pharmaceuticals. Yeah. And I, what I find amazing is to listen to the warnings. By the way, you could die if you take this. But that's okay to take it. But you could die. <laughs> you could have heart disease. You could have a heart attack. You could lose your brain, uh, but it's still worthwhile because it's going to solve whatever the problem is. Um, we have a um, Josh was talking about. He doesn't take any prescription drugs, and I was with him 
for a lot of years. In fact, up until about five years ago. But right now, I'm 76 years of age, and I have five or six prescription medications that I have to take for part of my aging process. You know, high blood pressure and and uh, uh, other things that can't be treated with fruits and vegetables, but they need something to to do that to extend my life. I mean, my father died when he was 59, and I'm 76. Um, and so I've already outlived my father by a bunch, and I hope to live, outlive him by more. So the pharmaceutical industry uh, does a lot of good things, and they do some things that aren't so good. Um, but that's—can you not say that about a lot of other businesses? Yeah. That there's a lot of things they do that they're good, and other things that they do that are not good. Um, but I, th I think that uh, there are there are pharmaceutical companies who are gouging consumers, uh, and and they need to be brought to the attention to the regulators or taken to court. But by and large, I think that the pharmaceutical industry in the United States is probably the best in the world. It's also the most expensive and it's yeah. the most profitable. And again, profit's not a dirty word. I'm a capitalist. You know, I think everybody should make as much money as they can as long as they're, you know, not hurting somebody or killing somebody in the process. Uh, I don't believe and agree with the left on pretty much anything, but I do believe that we ought to have some type of of cap or price control on prescription drugs. I honestly do. And I know that's not a popular conservative position to take, but when it comes to saving lives, uh, you know, look what President Trump did before he left office in his first term, before they stole the second one away from him. Uh, he, he did an executive order on price control for pharmaceuticals, and in particular, to lower the costs of insulin, life-saving drugs. Wow. Mm -hmm. And what did the fake fraudulent administration do? They decided not to uh, fight it in court, and they let they basically let it ex expire for all intents and purposes. Mm -hmm. So I think that's wrong. You know, you can't put profits over people. You know, people need to be put in front of profits. So again, as as a capitalist and 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 as a someone that believes in free market enterprise, it, it pains me to take that position, but. I look out for the empathy of others, and uh, you know, got, you got to have a heart too. Uh, know, I don't disagree a... that you have to have a heart, but from a practical standpoint, since I do have a number of positions in pharmaceutical companies, I see the stories where a product goes into phase two clinical trials and is suspended because it doesn't meet an endpoint, and all the money invested in trying to develop that particular medication for a particular problem is basically gone. It's a loss. And so you, you have to have people and companies who are willing to put up the money and the government uh, to, to do the research to try and deal with anything they can that is going to improve the quality of life and the longevity of people around the world, not just in America. But it's, it's a very expensive business. And I think only about one in every 100 drugs that makes it to clinical trials comes out the other side. I mean, I reported a couple of weeks ago, Pfizer makes $93 billion a day. Not a week, not a month, not a year, a day. Mm -hmm. There's no reason for that type of you know uh, profit margins when what they are putting out is killing people. Let's face it. 
And it's not just them. It's Moderna. It's Johnson and Johnson. It's, you know, uh, some of these other drug companies out there. And I think what we really need to also look at, and that's something that I discussed on, on this show and others, is we need to get rid of this uh, ability for pharmaceutical companies to be immune from criminal and civil liability for the injuries and deaths that they cause. Agreed. And, and yeah. the other thing is, is we cannot let the pharmaceutical industry oversee the pharmaceutical industry. In other words, you can't have <laughs> yes. Eric, Col Eric Holder go and be the one that's going to look after Fast and Furious when he was part of it. Well, it's kind of the similar situation. We, we need an independent uh, investigative you know, body, if you will, that oversees big pharma, not big pharma overseeing themselves. And so we need to be able to be able to sue as individuals and groups, pharmaceutical companies that cause deaths and adverse reactions because they will immediately tighten their ship. They will immediately put in more safety protocols and they will immediately take a hell of a lot more time yes. before they give something and spring something onto the people because they want to make profits. And well, see, I think that's, that that's, that's part of the thing problem. that I'm that I'm worried about with all of this vaccine stuff. And I know that Dan, you've had you've still you still dealing with all this stuff from getting a vaccine. Yes, yes, uh, I am. Uh, I was at the doctor today. But I I I do you got think the COVID that, shot? Uh, 3. Oh, you gotta! You, you've got to tell Josh your whole thing. Holy here. shit! Catch him wow. up <laughs> as to what happened after you got these shots. Go ahead, Danny man. boy. Let, let me hear. Let me hear what happened. Bob. I had the I I, I had the, the Moderna shots in January and February, and in September, my children and grandchildren want to know if Grandma and Grandpa were coming to New Jersey and New York for Christmas this year. And I said, well, we had our shots, uh, and we're planning to get the booster when it becomes available. So I was interviewing this, this doctor, researcher, who's a world-class researcher on viruses and vaccines. He said, do you know whether you have any antibodies or not? I said, I just assumed since I had the shots that I had antibodies. Well, he said, you can't assume that. So I went to the do a doctor, who uh, the doctor gave me the, the physical names of the sh tests that I needed to have taken. And my wife. Um, so I had been approximately seven months since I had the shots. And my antibody level came back 44. 44 and at the bare minimum they're looking for is at least 500 units, and they'd like to have at least 1,000. So I had basically had no protection after both shots. So, um, But yet you just said that you're going to get a booster next? I have already had a booster. And you're not worried? And, and again, I pray to God that nothing ever happens to you. But you're not worried about these things killing you or cutting your life short? I don't know. I, I can tell you that five days after I had the, the booster shot, I had a frightening vertigo experience that I'm still dealing with after three weeks. And um, so I don't know 
whether it had anything to do with the shot that I had on Saturday when I got the reaction on Thursday night, Friday morning. Uh, the doctors can't tell me that either. Uh, but so I had the, they suggested that I get the Pfizer shot and I got that shot and I have my blood tested and I had 2,100 units of, of uh, uh, antibodies in my system. But we're gonna test it in February to see how much, if, it, if it's degraded at all. Mm. Now I have a question for you. How do you get a test to, to determine uh, antibodies? I am someone that is unvaccinated. Uh, I had the, uh, the Kung flu back in September. I did uh, all types of uh, pharmaceuticals. I did ivermectin. I did uh, doxycycline. I did desimethasone. I did a lot of rest. I did a lot of chicken soup. And eventually, you know, in about six or seven or eight days, I started feeling closer to myself. I will tell you that since I've had it and did not get vaccinated or anything like that, I've, I'm not 100 percent exactly how I was before it. That, that I can tell you. There's mm -hmm. always just something just a little tiny bit off. But it's not enough for me to go out and risk my life getting a shot or a booster or anything like that. So my question is, how do you go to a doctor and get a test to know whether or not you have the N-word in your system, which well, is natural immunity? That, that's, that's a great question. And it's why what I did is I made myself a guinea pig. If you go to blacks and whites.us black what is it blacks b-l-a-c-k-s and whites w-h-i-t-e-s dot u-s you will <laughs> see you you will see the actual test results and on that test results you'll be able to see what the what the blood test number was done by lab corp and you, you go to your doctor, say, I want to have this test. It's going to tell me what my antibody levels are. Medicare pays for it. It's free. Wow. And my doctor uh, uses LabCorp to do the test. So you go to blacksandwhites.us. You will see. A-N-D or the and sign? A-N-D. Blacksandwhites.us. Okay. And you will see on the home page, you will see. The fact that I had my shot card, that I actually had the shots, and you'll see the actual test results on LabCorp's reporting, and you'll see the numbers for the tests that you want to take. You go to your doctor, you say, I want to get check my antibodies. He's going to say to you, probably, okay, uh, Josh, I don't know quite how to do this. And you're going to say, I need a prescription for LabCorp for these two tests. And if you can, you can print it out from my website, take it to them, and show them to the doctor. And this is a legitimate test, and it's FDA approved and paid for reimbursement for Medicare. How much is the test? You said it's free. 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 It's amazing. So this is this site here is just specifically for you. It's not for everyone. It's just it's not a generic site, is what you're saying. No, this this site is my new radio and TV show website. Okay. The show is I, called okay. blacks. The show is called Blacks and Whites, and the website is blacksandwhites.us. So you've okay. got all your information up there, to where people can uh, basically 
print your basically print yeah. the info, take it to a doctor, say I want this test, right. and then they'll get in I touch see. with LabCorp, and then see the doctor, the doctor who did this for me. Uh, if you look on the uh, around on the front page, you will see interviews with him and me talking about the test and the results of the two tests. And uh, Dr. Hoonan, who was on the homepage, you'll you'll be able to hear hear what he hear and see what he has to say. But what he he makes him he makes this. I'm paraphrasing. This public health crisis of how we have treated Americans and people in the world because of COVID-19 is worse than the concentration camps. We have, we have put fear in the hearts and minds of people unnecessarily. And yeah, it's a bad thing that people die, but if you look at the number of Americans that have died and you ask yourself how many, for example, you want to talk about vaccinating children under 12? How many children since the pandemic started have died from COVID-19? 499. Total in the whole country, 499. And some of those had pre-existing conditions. If you look at why are we spending all of this money and all this stuff on masks and closings and everything else, when the mortality, if you're under 69 years of age, the mortality of people who get COVID is 99.97%. Wow. And if you're over 65, the mortality is about 99.75. It's it's the the math. Nobody. So then, I, I, so then I got to ask you. And again, I'd be remiss if I didn't. If those are the odds and and those are the percentages and statistics, why on earth did you gamble? with something that the government put out that was barely tested, that was rushed through in five to six to seven months instead of five to six to seven years? Because I have diabetes and I have a wife and she was scared to death. So she got her shots and she said to me, I want, I want you to be around as long as I, you can. I want you to get the shots. And I said, okay. I took the risk because I love my wife and I wanted to try and deal with her anguish and fear and trepidation. So we both got the shots. You know, when, when you look at, when you look at when this shots first came out, I know we're way over, Jim. I apologize. No, that's fine. You're that's good. Okay. You're it's good. an interesting conversation. No, it's, it's one great, that I think can help a lot of people. I agree. I agree. If you if you look at it from this standpoint and you say that the Pfizer vaccine when it came out was 90% effective. Some people were saying even 95% effective. Now, we have 330 million people in this country. 
5%, if 5% of the people who got the shots got no immunity, 5% on 300 million people is 15 million people. Wow. Just if it, if it operates at an effectiveness or efficiency of 90%, but doing it the same way. So you're talking about 15 to 20 million people that who would be unprotected even though they've had the shots. Zero, zip, not a protection. They, they quote, at the time, they could have died. 15 to 20 million people, had they got the shots, would have gotten no protection and would be vulnerable to getting the, the, the vaccine, getting the virus and dying. But nobody talked about that. I wrote about that time and time again. And so you, to go back to your question, I'm 76 years of age. I've got diabetes, a little blood pressure problem. So I'm in a high risk category. And if I'm one of the 5%, I could, I could be unfortunate to be one of those 5% and possibly not survive. I didn't know, and this is why he says it's, it's important that everybody should get this test. If you don't have, if you, you have a false sense of security because you get the shot every time the government says you need to get a shot of booster, 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 but if you don't know what it's doing for you, if it's not building any immunity at all, then why are you continuing to take the shot? You don't know whether or not you're getting any protection at all unless you get the test that's on my website. Yeah. You can find out that you, you can say, look, I can show you all the tests that I've had, and I got, I, I've had all these shots. I got none. I got no immunity, period. Well, and I'll tell you, the, the tests you've got, the 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 just the printout and everything you've got listed on the website it it lays out everything right so yeah it, actually the fact that you put that up there is pretty damn amazing well he's, he's yeah he, i mean your own personal health security is at risk there from who knows you know ccp leftists whatever right. uh but you know um what about this, though? What about the fact that only 1%, and this is from the FDA themselves in an investigation, only 1% of vaccine injuries, deaths, and adverse conditions are reported to VAERS. Only right. 1%. Right. And even the ones that are reported, it takes a family member, next of kin, a spouse, a son or daughter, whatever, to do it. And it's a very tedious uh, you know, long drawn out process. They don't make it easy. So my yeah. thought is that whatever VAERS is reporting at 1%, and remember, hospitals, emergency rooms, nurses, practitioners, uh, you know, emergency care centers, all of them are not by law required to report to VAERS when they have an adverse condition and or a death. Right. So in reality, that one percent number is probably a hundred times higher, and that's uh, what I think a lot of people are not getting the truth about how many people have actually died and have had adverse conditions to these vaccines. 
Uh, no, I, 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 I understand what you're saying, and I agree with you. And, and I come back to our business, radio and television. The newspapers, radio and television, traditional media, has done an incredibly atrocious job in trying to educate ob objectively and transparently to the American people what the hell is going on. And, and as my doctor, the biologist, said to me, I'm really angry at a person who puts on a white coat, goes on CNN, and postulates about what people should do. He or she, has, if they have no credentials working in viruses and, and vaccines, shouldn't be opening his or her mouth at all. But you've got talk show hosts on CNN and MSNBC who are telling people what to do. Yeah. And, and so when, when I found this doctor, he said it was a, a courageous thing that you did, not so much that you were exposing who you were, but showing people that there is a test available that can answer the question, do you have any antibodies in your system? And I, I, I believe that the reason why we're seeing so many infections of people who've been vaccinated they got no antibodies. Never had them. It's amazing. Interesting. Really interesting amazing. conversation, to say the least. <laughs> so, if you don't know, if you and, and this is the other reason why I took the test, I couldn't look myself in the mirror and say for sure that I have antibodies. But I, this test shows you whether you're vaccinated or unvaccinated. It shows you, right? And so I, I decided I was not going to risk getting on an airplane and flying from Florida to New York, from New York to Ohio, and back to Florida for the Christmas holidays, until I was convinced that I had some form of antibodies in my system to give me a shot at trying to protect myself. Then one simple question: What was the minimum level you should have? Two thousand? No, thousand is the minimum. The, 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 the desirable is 2,000, 1,000 is acceptable, anything below 500 is dangerous. And right. obviously I was below 100, I was at 40, 41 or 44. So, um, but it, 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 uh, it, he said that that test should be made available to everybody in the United States yeah. immediately. Because they got millions of people walking around not knowing whether they have any antibodies in their system and trying to trust Dr. Fauci and Joe Biden that the vaccination is a solution when, in fact, it's not. Because so suppose I do this test and I yeah. find out, I don't know, I got 850. I don't know. I'm just going to throw a number out there. Sure. Um that's not going to motivate me to risk getting a vaccine from any manufacturer ever. Right, right. I just, I, I don't trust them, and I'm not going to put something in my body that, number one, I don't trust, number two, that could cause me serious, serious health issues or sure. death. So I'm not going to do it. So whether sure. I'm at 2,000 or even 100, I don't know. I'm still not going to do it. So... Sure. But by taking the test, one thing will become clear to you. You'll know what antibodies you have. 
<coughs> right now, you have no way of knowing. Correct. And so the more information that I can get that helps me understand what's going on in my body, the more equipped I am to make a decision what's appropriate for me. I'm not saying that 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 if you had if you had the shot, if if you had the shot and in six months you went from two thousand to forty one, everybody's telling me not likely. There's a possibility that you never had or the antibodies you got were so so uh, small that the Moderna vaccine did not work for you. And and so what's interesting is that the Pfizer vaccine is half the potency of the Moderna. So I took half the dosage of the Moderna that got me nothing and got 2,000 with the Pfizer. So I, I, I just, I, I, I know I sound like I'm a broken record, but no, I, I mean, this people is gotta, people have to know, people need to know before they put any more shots in their body. I, I interviewed a doctor from London and I said, is there, a, we're going to now talk about third and, and now they're talking about maybe every year, fourth, fifth, sixth boosters. I said, is there a re residual problem with all these vaccines going into our bodies? And they said to me, not a specific dose, but there's a cumulative effect of multiple doses. Exactly. And so you have to be careful of whether you, how many you take. So, um, but I'm, I'm going to do in February another test to see whether or not I had the same degradation. And if I did, then there's no reason for me to take any more shots because I can't manufacture and hold antibody levels. Just amazing. Interesting. This very is, interesting information. This is very interesting. Well, uh, yeah, I can't wait for my audience to see this one. <laughs> as we as we wrap up, let's start. You want with, me to come on and talk with you about it on your show? I'd be happy to. I think that would be okay. great if you guys you guys could get together on that because that that would be awesome. Let's start with IQ. IQ. Uh, first of all, uh, what do you what did you think of today's show? Before we it's before one we of get the into best the we have intelligent conversations with intelligent results it's the best because the fire the, the vaccine and covid now is ruling the world it's ruining the world also so the more information we get about ourselves and as dan perky i didn't know about this but now i'm going to go to my doctor and ask him hey listen do you know anything about antibodies and how you count them i bet they don't know i'm talking about in england Print out, print out the, t the test IQ. I'm sure they can get it taken for you. Oh, yeah. To find out what you got. Yeah, I'm going to look into this for sure. Absolutely. Uh, pretty interesting uh, information and incredible conversation. So, yeah. That's why yeah. I love doing this show, Jiggy, because <laughs> I, I never ever want to know what we're going to talk about. I just want to go live because that's just how I roll. That's but right. <laughs> getting into all of these in depth, you know, articulate, Intense conversations is always so much fun. That's why I enjoy it. Well, uh, IQ, how do we get your books, my friend? And then we'll. No problem. Uh, now they are in Barnes and Noble and Amazon, lifting the veil, the true faces of Muhammad and Islam. 
and uh, just Google my name, Al-Rasuli, A-L-R-A-S-S-O-L-I, and have a good evening, and God willing, we'll see you next week. Definitely, definitely. Well, Dan, uh, you are busier than a uh, ferret in a jello fight, my friend, with all your writing. And Hillary Clinton trying to hide her emails. <laughs> <laughs> um, my latest book, Sad Eyes, uh, is scheduled to be published on next Monday. And uh, I'm really excited about the book. It's my first genre in working in the area of romance. Uh, it's uh, it's history, romance, and thriller all wrapped up into one. That's awesome. Um, we started uh, last Sunday, Saturday, after Thanksgiving with the Songs and Stories for Soldiers, Shoes and Socks for Homeless Veterans program. Yes. This is our fifth year. And Jim, your audience can go to songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us and they can find a way in which they can buy shoes and socks with Amazon and get free shipping if they're an Amazon Prime member and ship them right directly to my house and we'll deliver them to the Veterans Administration. Uh, we got our numbers on our month ending November 15th on blacks and whites. Just under 7 million listeners for the month. Wow. And um, um, writing a lot of commentary. And um, that's enough. <laughs> that's enough. <laughs> well, uh, well, Josh, wrap us up here and uh, tell us all where we can find you, my friend. Josh Bernstein, Uncensored.com. That's the website. Uh, thrown off of all of social media, so that's my number one spot to go. Uh, that's where I'm liberated. That's where I can cover things that uh, most of social media will never be able to talk about or cover. Apparently now, especially on places like Twitter, that won't even let you share videos or, or pictures or images <laughs> so or anymore. So I would assume that Facebook or Meta or whatever it's called and the rest of them are going to follow suit. So uh, where are you going to go for freedom of speech? You know, where can you go to vent? Where can you go to listen to news that you don't get in too many other places? Josh Bernstein, uncensored.com. If it's banned on social media, you'll find it there. Well, it's another great conversation. Dan, IQ, and Josh, I will talk to you guys next week. Thank you. Yep, Thank this, you. Is, this is a good one. Great, great <laughs> I will send this over to you ASAP, by the way. And uh, thanks, gentlemen. There they go. That is Josh Bernstein, IQL Rizzoli, and the great Dan Perkins. And that wraps it up from our big broadcast. We will inevitably see you next time. And uh, what is it? Happy Holidays? Merry Christmas? I think it's Merry Christmas. That's what you're supposed to say. Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.